It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Courage for Wednesday, December 20th, with your hosts, me, Ray Shevska, also referred to as Paul Bunyan by my son, and and my dear son, um, Babe the, no, uh, Zach, not <sighs> Babe the Ox, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. You good? Doing well, man. I'm doing better than Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram dealers, Pops. That's where we're going to kick today's show off. We've been talking about it all week long. We got the latest new car inventory data, and I've got an anecdote to add into the mix as well. Let me pull this up on the screen. Gang, we talk about it all the freaking time. Once a month, we get this data from Cox Automotive, and it shows us the day's supply of inventory by brand. And up on the right is... Uh, where is it? Yep, Ram, Jeep, two of the brands with the highest day's supply of inventory dead. I was having a conversation with a uh, CDJR owner. Yes. I know I already told you this before the show, but I think it'll hit home for our audience. The Lord plan costs at this one dealership, one dealership, we're not naming names here, folks, but at this one dealership, was it $100,000 last month? No. Was it $200,000 last month? No. Was it $300,000 last month dead? No, it was north of $400,000 in floor plan costs just for one CDJR dealership. That if there was one dealer group or one OEM, excuse me, that is going to be struggling the most, has been struggling the most in 2024, is set to be on you know terrible footing, it would be Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. Those dealers are starting every single month, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the hole paying floor plan costs because they've got six, eight, 12 months worth of inventory sitting around. It doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. Bad news bears for CDJR. Yeah. May, may I say that that dealer um, mm. uh, needs to uh, move some metal because obviously they have way too much inventory if they're paying north of $400,000 a month to be able to have it, um, which means that they're going to petition their factory rep to petition his bosses to, hey, we need better incentives to help us move these cars. And even if they don't get the better incentives that they need, they still have to move the cars. It's still going to cost them $400,000 a month to sit on them. Better to take a loss sell them, get rid of some of them so that you're paying less carrying costs. It It is going to be an issue not only for this dealer, but for many of the CDJR dealers out there. Back to your days when you were running dealerships, Dad, do you remember that you have like a number in your head of like, most floor plan expense you ever you know ever saw in a month like i remember you used to share stories about your rent factor at some of the dealerships you were at where what was it, like a hundred thousand dollars a month or something crazy like that so i know rent could be a crazy big number but do you have any memories of floor plan costs being you know absolutely bonkers like four hundred thousand dollars no because i i never worked in in dealerships that had that type of inventory structure um yeah and and it was it was at Acura North Scottsdale uh, that we had a you know we were an Acura store a typical Acura store the uh, monthly rent for your facility might have been at that time twenty twenty five thousand dollars a month 
um, ours was north of $100,000 a month. Um, so, you know, it makes it harder to be profitable, uh, to have a net profit when you're, when you're overpaying for the facility. But, you know, we were part of a large group. Um, and one of the ways the group made money was, well, they overcharged every one of their dealerships in rent. It's just that simple. Dad, can I show you something? Let me, let me, let's do another example. Like we talked about the other day. You don't have to be that smart, folks, to do a quick Google search that is world's largest Jeep dealer, all right? And you come up with a group that is incredibly proud. Yes. You got Emily over there on the right trying to chat with me. World's largest Jeep Ram dealer, Northwest's largest GM dealer since 1994. All right, yeah. so all Dave sorts Smith, of big, yes. pink, big pink accolades here for yeah. Dave Smith. So, Pops, yeah. what I did is I went over to CarEdge.com, and yes. now I've pulled up all the inventory. Let me get rid of the CarEdge network vehicles up there. Now we're just looking at Dave Smith Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram inventory. Dad, they've got 1,700 cars in inventory. <laughs> yes, but but the number of vehicles that they sell, and they sell nationwide. People come drive or fly in, and he's like in the middle of nowhere, okay? Um, and, and people come in to take advantage of the savings that he offers. He is the prime example of, you you stack them deep and you sell them cheap. You make it up in volume. You you hope that your finance and insurance departments can produce some additional um, income for you. Uh, but that's they've been doing this for what twenty thirty years, and it works for them. Um, they are they are well known for saving people thousands of dollars if those people are willing to travel a little bit. All right, so you've got a good point here. Some operators, this is how they think. The thought going through my head, Dad, is they got 1,300 new cars out of that mm -hmm. mix. That's a lot of floor plan. I mean, even the used cars. It's just a lot of money tied Ab up in, in a line of credit. Absolutely it is. But what you need to know and what we don't know is how many vehicles they sell on average per month and how quickly they're actually turning their inventory. And I think you would be shocked to find out that they're turning it uh, much more quickly than you would anticipate. Definitely. Now, some dealers, Dad, they're just getting out of the business altogether. We had an incredible headline in automotive news yesterday that ties in in part with this CDJR conversation. It's just dealers that are in trouble, not making money like they used to, creating opportunities for customers, obviously. We've got nearly half of all Buick dealers nationwide taking yeah. a buyout rather than selling electric vehicles. Buick offered buyouts to dealers who did not want to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars on tooling, equipment, and training to prepare to sell and service electric vehicles. So we got dealers that are stacking them deep and selling them cheap, and mm -hmm. then other dealers who are saying, I'm going to hang up these gloves. I'm done. <laughs> this is um, a good battle. Yeah, it, I'm good. I'm done. It, it, well, for a lot of Buick dealers, uh, if, you, if you were to look at, the average number of new Buicks sold by dealer, okay, that number for a Buick dealer is probably somewhere between 20 and 25 new cars a month. Wow. So if it were me, would I be investing hundreds of thousands of dollars to be able to convert to a, an EV um, a dealer um, and, and hope that somehow 
once you're selling EVs that you're going to double, triple, quadruple the number of vehicles that you sell on a monthly basis? I don't think so. Um, so about 50% of their dealers accepted a buyout from General Motors and said, the hell with this. I'll just get out of the bill. I don't need this anymore. You can't make money. You know, most Buick dealerships don't make a, a, a poop ton of money. So what's the point? Um, and a lot of the dealers looked at it and, and came to that conclusion. There's just not enough demand. And and if they only have a thousand dealers, um, you know, then then perhaps with a thousand dealers, maybe they can get the average monthly sales number up to I don't know thirty five to forty new Buicks a month. Still not yeah. a lot of Buicks. Um, yeah, this comes on the heels of uh, Cadillac dealers, if I'm not mistaken, taking buyouts earlier oh, this yeah. year. Um, so we're seeing lots of General Motors dealers just say, "Okay, I'm 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 hanging it up. I'm good. This has been a good run. I'm done." And we know, Dad, there was a letter that was written, uh, what was it, by signed by like 3,000 car dealerships sent to the president of the United States about, hey, stop stop pushing EVs. You know, we don't, like customers don't want an inventory sitting. This is obviously a buyout tied to Buick requiring capital investment to be an EV Buick dealer. So that's it, also a factor in this. Is like, yeah, it, it was you know. nearly 4,000 dealers. And, you know, let's face it, the Cadillac dealers and the Buick dealers that are accepting buyouts. A lot of them are are in rural areas, okay, where it just doesn't make a lot of sense. They, they, they're never going to be a volume dealer. Um, so it just doesn't make any sense to invest the money to, to move to uh, electric vehicles. And I think that's why you saw so many Cadillac dealers in small markets take the buyout. And and my suspicion is that a lot of these Buick dealers are the same dealer principle because in a lot of small markets, it could be Cadillac, Buick, Chevrolet under one roof. And, totally. and yeah, and so if, if they're offering buyouts, you know, suddenly you've got a way to, to, to get a little return on your investment on those stores that are never going to sell a lot of product. And that way you can just concentrate on Chevy. So I, I, my guess is in, in the major cities, the major metros, uh, that there weren't quite as many dealers taking buyouts there. But even even some, I'm sure, did. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain they did. And again, not the first, probably won't be the last set of buyouts. Let's come here to the chat for just a minute. And then we got some more interesting news you can use from frank bouchard frank you're you're officially you, like you're full-time on the car edge team and <laughs> you do not need to donate yeah for those of you that don't know we met frank what was it three years ago on a live stream yeah uh, frank was a salesperson at a chrysler dodge jeep ram dealership and now frank works full-time on the car edge team it's awesome he's an incredible member of our team and a great 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 consumer advocate and he says, small CDJR stores will sell to big auto groups. Smaller dealerships will now be tied up in big corporations like Penske. I think Frank's generally right, Dad, because if you are waking up and you, you're starting the month, negative quarter of a million dollars because you got floor player, that's a lot. You need a lot of cash flow for that business, man. I, so I, I think, yeah. I, I think we'll see some fire sales happening in the CDJR landscape in the not too distant future. And, and I would tell you that as far as the Penske organization is concerned, uh, they wouldn't be interested in the smaller or in CDJR dealerships per se. Um, Penske's 
brand affiliation is tied more to luxury brands than anything. BMW, Mercedes, place, yeah, just big publics in general. Big publics in general are 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 going to be pickier about the stores that they want to buy. They're not going to buy um, CDJR dealerships that are struggling. Okay, that, that doesn't Do you make think sense. CDJR is going to make it, Dad. Do you think they're going to make it? They have like again the dealer I was talking to the other day said he has eight six to eight months worth of inventory on the ground right now, costing yeah. him four hundred thousand dollars a month, and people yeah. aren't buying. Okay, and and the manufacturers sending him more crap. Well, how do you make that work? How does that business work? And you got to pay all your staff. I don't understand yeah. that. Well, how understand. does it how does it work? It doesn't. Okay, it doesn't pencil. But I I, I want to try and say this without offending anybody. You don't wake up one morning and suddenly have a six to eight month supply of vehicles. That occurs over time. And yeah. if you are not managing your inventory, if you if your general manager and sales managers are not paying attention to what is going on and how the inventory is growing and how the sales numbers are going down, and you are not turning down allocation from CDJR. I hate to say, I'm going to try and say this in, in, in as nice a way as I can. It's shame on you, okay? Um, they should not be in a position where they have a six to eight month supply. Six to eight months ago, they should have been looking at, at their sales numbers and going, sales aren't trending well. Inventory's growing. We need to, A, either get way more aggressive in our pricing, or B, we need to start turning down allocation. I did that weekly, daily, when I was with Acura North Scottsdale. I tracked my inventory per model. I knew the day supply I had of every model. And as I saw those numbers trending in the wrong direction, I would make adjustments in how I was pricing the new cars to get rid of them. I would try to find other dealers to buy some of that inventory. Because I could see what was going. It's called managing your inventory. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but that's what a good manager does. That's what a good dealer principal does. They look at those inventory numbers every damn day. You can see what's happening. Can I tell you something, Pops? Yes, you may. We had Joe Lewis, general sales manager yes. uh, over at JC Lewis Mazda. JC Lewis Mazda is the dealership that we're working incredibly closely with on the Car Edge network. You know, we've got the deals you buy through Car Edge. It's a seamless experience. It's really awesome. Yes. To see. Joe was on the show with us last Friday. He had one vehicle that was still over 100 days old on his lot. He's got plenty yes. when you search our website that say over 100 days on the market because they advertise them as soon as they get the allocation. They haven't yes. actually arrived. We had one that has been sitting there for over 100 days. After that show, Dad, Yes. The only reason I know this, I'll give you the full story in a second. The only reason I know this is because we sold that car yesterday. Yeah. We, Car Edge, a Car Edge yeah. customer came in about that. Joe lowered the price another $500. And then one of our Car Edge community members, yes. Gaurav, Gaurav is buying that car through Car Edge. And Joe did that. I'm pretty sure I didn't ask him, did you do that? Because my dad suggested it, you know, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he did it because you on that show were like the most aged units you discount and you move on from, you put them in the showroom. That, that this is the second dealer that listens to you. <laughs> One other dealer put put uh, put their most aged unit in their showroom. Yeah, emailed us and told us a CDJR you know, dealer. Yeah, a CDJR dealer. And then yeah. and then Joe with with uh, uh, with JC 
And just again, for everyone, caredge.com, then just scroll down and click view inventory for our Mazda deals. Our team's here. We're happy to help. Please, please, please take advantage of that. and Get a Mazda delivered to your door the car edge price. You never have to talk to a salesperson. We take care of everything for you. It's really been awesome to see. I'm going to show you a success story at the end of the show, Pops. I, I you know, the, the suggestions that I make are, are not earth shattering. <laughs> okay. They're just not. I mean, you, yep. you know, I, I remember when I was with the Penske organization and they brought in a trainer who, who had worked for NADA, uh, you know, for, for training 20 groups and um and so they brought him in we we had two-day intensive training and one of the things i i remember him saying is if you have a rock in the middle of your road as a manager your job is to figure out how to get over that rock how to get past that rock and and i took that to mean that if I'm not selling something, I can't say to, to our area vice president or my store's general manager, I got an impediment. What, what the hell do you want me to do? No, I have to say to them, I have an impediment. Here's how I think we can get rid of that impediment. Here's what I think we need to do in order to be able to get past that, that impediment that we have. That's what you're getting paid for. And, and so if your inventory is stacking up, that's your rock in the middle of the road. How are you going to get past that rock? It means you might have to get creative. It means you, you might have to reevaluate re everything it is in your processes that you do that might be helping to create that impediment. And and so, you know, the things I suggest of taking the oldest cars that you have and putting them in the showroom, or as Joe suggested last week, where they had a discount lane. Um, you, these are just things that that as you as you encounter these stumbling blocks, you have to think about well, how do I get rid of that stumbling block? And you know, one of the old stories I used to tell you was when I had aged units. Well, what was I going to do? Um, you know, my salespeople would always sell the youngest units, not the oldest units, until I incentivized them to sell yeah. the older units. Um, you know, the 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 minimum commission would be much higher for a unit that was 90 days older, older. So that if I had a half a dozen white TLs, my salespeople would come into me and they'd go. What's the stock number of the oldest white TL that we have? Yep, definitely. Bingo, because there was a reward for them. And then ultimately, I got to the point where I no longer ever had aged inventory or very rarely had aged inventory. Um, but that's what you do. That's, that's, that's what you're getting paid for. And, totally. And, yeah, and so... If for the last six to eight months you've seen your supply of inventory go up so dramatically, well, what the hell are your managers doing with that impediment in the middle of the road for you? Let's keep moving here, Pops. We've got some thoughtful contributions that have come in and then a few other newsworthy items. We've got here, Dad, from Aditya. Hopefully I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Thank you for the contribution. Tell your writer Palisade, value for money and peace of mind. I saw some other comments from 
this community member talking about recalls, things like that. I will share simply that, you know, no, no markups above MSRP on Tellurides or Palisades, you know, at MSRP or below in today's market. You're going to have to negotiate. Dealers are still asking for those things. So I would say from a value perspective, they're both going to be priced similarly. Yes. Um, peace of mind, I guess. I was about to say Hyundai, but Hyundai has their quality control issues. Kia has their quality control. It's like it's like buying the same thing, in my yeah. opinion. They're, they're the same. You know, the, the Kia is slightly less expensive than the Hyundai. Um, it's just, it's that brand, that, that those brand structures. The Kia is is slightly less expensive. Well, Hyundai's slightly more expensive. Most of the vehicles are built on identical platforms. Um, you know, so value for money, uh, I guess the Telluride is going to be a little less expensive than the Palisade. Now, having said that, I will personally also say, I think the Telluride's a better looking vehicle than the Palisade. And if they're basically the same vehicle, if it's me, I go with the one that is more pleasing to my eye. Um, you know, I, I mentioned to Zach yesterday, our, our, my good friend, our good friend of the channel, Alex, the, the Alaska sound guy, he sent me a, uh, a, a cyber truck, a miniature cyber mm -hmm. truck so that I can't say that I don't have one. And it's really, you know, I took it out of the box. It's really cute. The doors open up, all four doors open up, the tailgate folds down and, and even in miniature, it's still ugly. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's like, I can look at that and be reminded that I could never own anything that ugly. Um, so to me, the Telluride, you're going to tell your ride. Yeah. The Telluride is just a slightly better looking, not slightly. It's, it's, it's more Literally. pleasing to my eye than the Hyundai is. All right, let's go here to Origin. Jay, thanks for the contribution. Just bought a 2024 Toyota at MSRP. No dealer add-ons in Temecula, California. I was walking around and took a peek in the office. I saw a whiteboard that said sales goal 452, cars to go 378. That was just three days ago on the 17th. One comment here, and thank you for that, Origin. We have a, uh, a dealer partner that we've started to work with, a Toyota dealer. $1,000 under MSRP on a RAV4 Prime. Dad. That was the email I got this morning. Wow. Zach, we're doing $1,000 under MSRP on RAV4 Primes. They don't have a ton of them, but they're doing yeah. that. Zach at CarEdge.com. You got to be in the New York metro area, but email me if you're interested in that, and I will happily make the connection. Holy cow, man. I mean, so to this, you know, for Origin J, this deal, we got 300. I mean, what is the percentage on that? They got like 68%, 75% to go. Like, I mean, it, these dealers, even Toyota, even Toyota dealers are now starting to move metal, needing to move metal. They have sales goals that they that, that they want to hit. And, you know, sometimes the sales goals are obtainable. Sometimes they're not. And you're going to look at it and they go, my God, how are they going to hit that goal? Well, let me tell you that last week of the year can can just be absolutely crazy. Absolutely, Pops. Absolutely. All right. We've got here Dad from Mel saying, I want to help build the Car Edge network. And I'm wondering if asking dealerships their thoughts on joining would help the cause. Is there anything people can do to help? Mel, appreciate the kind words there. Stay, mm -hmm. stay tuned. We're trying our best to just get organized so that the experience <laughs> is really good for everyone that we're able to help through the Car Edge network. So at some point next year, we'll ask everyone in the community for help to find good dealers who want to be a part of what we're doing. I really appreciate you asking about that. Dad, let's switch gears and let's actually head to our favorite segment of the show. Really? You've got to be kidding me. All right. So over at Ford, folks, quality is job one, or as occasionally my father likes to say, 
Job none. Ford generated the most U.S. recalls for the third straight year, partial NHTSA data shows. NHTSA data, 30% fewer Ford customers were affected by safety recalls this year than in 2022. That's a win. Meanwhile, Tesla issued the largest vehicle vehicle recall ever uh, of 2023. That being said, Dad, let's look at the data. Ford leading the league again in vehicle recalls. 54 recalls issued 5.692 million vehicles affected. And the most recalled component, just your powertrain, folks. Uh, So just, you know. Nothing major. Yeah, nothing major. Look at your domestics, though. You've got Ford number one. Then you got Stellantis number two. Yes. 45 recalls, electrical systems for those Stellantis products. So between Ford and Stellantis, you've got, I don't know, a cool 8 million vehicles vehicles recalled. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Go down that list because it was interesting. Ford, don't worry about them. That's that's, okay. Then you have BMW with 29 recalls, but it only affected 332,000 vehicles. Then Mercedes, 26 recalls, affected 395,000 vehicles. Everyone's electrical, by the way. Ford's yeah. powertrain, but everyone else is electrical. We got airbags over at GM, though. That's not good. Two million vehicles. Yes. Um, Steering and seats at Nissan affecting 1.8 million vehicles. That's not good. 20 recalls at Kia um, that affected 3 million. That's a lot. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. Trucks, we're good on trucks. JLR, uh, Jaguar, Land Rover, 80,000 vehicles impacted. Can't be too surprised by this. More trucks and more RVs. Yes. So you can can see that that Ford is, even though there were 21% less recalls by Ford in 2023 than in 2022, they still lead the league. Um, by a wide margin, and I don't know, I don't know what their excuse can be. Yeah. It, it, it's not like they didn't lead the league in twenty twenty one. It's not like they didn't lead the league in twenty twenty two. Um, it, I mean, doesn't somebody have to say how are we going to correct this? Isn't shouldn't there be a a point of emphasis on correcting it and i know one of the ways that their point of emphasis was to correct it well they were waiting on folks on social media to make them aware of what the issues were so that they could then take care of just between just between you that seems like the most happiest way of trying to control your quality um and and i guess their real hope is that the vast majority never complain because they don't realize they have a problem. They just think, oh, well, maybe that's the way the damn thing was supposed to work. I'm pretty, I'm pretty surprised at how many of those brands were electrical components, Dad, but then Ford's powertrain. Yes. And that makes me a little bit nervous. That's not the type of stuff. I mean, electrical, we know there are electrical issues in cars. There are computers on wheels. That's why, yes. we, you know, uh, that's why we see a lot of like over-the-air updates and things like that. That's fine. But when your powertrain is the number one thing being recalled, not, not a good look. And again, no. domestics leading the league forward, obviously, number one. Dad, we had a comment come through here from Art. Why should I use CarEdge versus going directly to a dealership? Please explain the benefits. We'll be looking to buy a new Mazda very soon. So what I'm going to do, Art, this literally came in this morning from Jessica, one of our CarEdge 
uh, Car Edge customers who purchased the Mazda through us. She said, the haggling and negotiating can feel extremely tedious and overwhelming. So we used the Mazda partner dealer and it was such a smooth process. Zach was with me each step of the way, even though he was sick and offered sound professional advice. The car looks great as promised and I feel confident I got a good deal on a good car. I would highly recommend this to single females, widows, and other independent females that want to avoid the competitive confrontational experience of car buying, but Car Edge do all the work for you. I think that's a great summary of, of what we do. We yes. just do it all for you. Our, you never go into the dealership. You never talk to a salesperson or a sales manager. You never get upsold. The price is the price. It's, it's negotiated by Car Edge. Um, it's pretty pretty straightforward and and uh, takes a lot of the hassle and the headache i yeah i just want it to be easy um just want it to be easy so that's that's why you should choose that but to be very clear could you get a better deal if you go negotiate six dealers against one another 100 of course that's why we give you all the market insights and the tactics and the templates um it's just a different value proposition yes and 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 in order to shop those six dealers against each other how much time does that take and and then the question becomes, well, how much is your time worth? Can to you say a lot of your- people love it, Dad? Like, look at Mel. No lie, yeah. I learned to love the game. Like, to be very clear, this is not for everyone, and we're not trying to push it down anyone's throats. It's an option. It's an option out there. Um, like again, when Mel negotiated, oh, we had a community success story, Dad. Um, one of the community members, I think, contacted nine different Mazda dealerships. And ended up saving, it was like 9.3% off of MSRP on a CX-5, which is insanity, folks. Yeah. Like, you get 9% off on, a, on a, a Mazda is just unreal. And the dealer dock fee was super low. Like, it was incredible. They also contacted nine dealerships. Like, that's a pain in the, in the butt, you know? So, again, anyway, there is uh, uh, different strokes for different folks. They're yes. Okay. Yes. I like the way you put that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Some people right, well, like the game. Some people do not. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Well, um, that Jessica in that uh, review is not not kidding. I I am sick, so let's call the show. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna rest. Okay, and let's um, come back tomorrow and hopefully feel a little bit better. Chicken soup. I don't know, man. I'm just gonna um, go like lie down. I think I don't know. I just don't feel good. Well, uh, maybe fill your bathtub with chicken soup. I don't know. Chicken <laughs> soup. Eat some chicken soup today. I'll try some chicken soup today, okay? Please, please, please. Um, Well, hopefully, we'll both be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, with more news that you can use from Car Edge. Um, And hopefully, uh, Zach will be feeling uh, a wee bit better by then. Thanks, Thanks, everybody, for being here today. Love you, handsome. I'll talk to you soon. Love you, too. See you, guys.